Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Christian Bay Podcast. Today I have another interview for you guys for our Know Your Ministry series, and I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. How about you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Sequoia. Um, I'm my own ministry or my own thing that I do. Um, on Instagram, I am the Virtuous Lady. That's TH3, Virtuous Lady. And I have my own faith-based podcast called Hustle, Flow, and Faith. All right. We jump straight in, y'all. So, Sequoia, my first question is, why is your ministry needed? Um, I feel like my ministry was needed because I feel right now, especially for millennials and post-millennials and those of us who love God and are pursuing God, I feel like sometimes people think that just because you tell someone like to know your ministry or follow your purpose, they think that your purpose has to be aligned with something in the church or about the church. But my ministry, basically, I talk to millennials and post-millennials about just keeping your faith in whichever bag you're securing. So whether you're securing your accounting degree, whether you're being a doctor, a hair salon owner, a makeup artist, or you are in ministry, you're talking to people like secure that bag, but in the process of that, keep your faith and make sure you're hustling and letting the process flow. Now, what exactly do you mean by hustling? Like what's what's your background? What made you start this ministry? Because I'm pretty sure it's because of a personal experience. So basically give us the history. What led up to this this ministry being formed? Um, okay, so back when in college, I was 21, I felt like God was telling me to start my own blog or like something. He wanted me to share my story, but I felt, because I was still in college, I was kind of still living my best life. So I just felt like, I was like, you know, God, I can't talk to people about you yet because I'm still doing too much. <laughs> um, so years passed. That was when I was 21. So when I was 24, I actually started a blog and I made maybe two or three posts. And then I was like, okay, you know what? People are reading them. But I was like, this is, I just feel like I'm not being genuine with myself because I initially started off by just catering toward women. But then I realized that Overall, that I work with a lot of men. I look, I work with a lot of different people. So I'm like, you know what? I want to cater to people of all people who believe in God and faith. So when I mean like hustle, I mean like make sure you're doing what you need to do. Like one of the scripture that I align with my my brand is James two twenty six. So as the body, so as the body and the mind. Well, Facebook, I work with dead, basically. So mm-hmm. that's why I get to secure your bag and keep your faith. Because I feel like a lot of people, sometimes, but I believe God for this. I, I, I know God's going to do this. God, I'm like, okay, but you have to do that work, too. So that's what I mean by hustle. Like, pray to God. Make sure you're telling him your plans. Make sure you're asking him that your plans are with his plans. But at the same time, make sure you, you get into the bag. Make sure you're hustling. Make, make sure you're putting in the work, the necessary steps to stay aligned with his purpose for your life. That's good. Now, for you specifically, what are some steps that you follow to make sure you're putting the works behind your faith? Like, what does that look like? Or maybe like a day in the life. What does it look like for you? A day in the life for me um, is very interesting to say the least. I just recently left my corporate job to um, to pursue my ministry full time. 
and I do still do like Uber rides and like Lyft rides on the um every day. So I make majority of my money through that, but it also gives me the opportunity to talk to people about God. Because when you get in my car, I'm not an Uber driver that just automatically starts a conversation with you. But I usually have my gospel music playing or I have like a podcast playing, and that usually sparks conversation, and then it gives me the opportunity to talk to someone about God. So a day in life is me doing my Uber trips. I do work out daily. I feel like in order to keep my, my body and my simple functioning, I feel like I do working out is like almost a therapy session for me and I also do daily devotionals because I feel like I have to constantly make sure I'm pouring into myself so that when I do talk to people I'm pouring something into them that's good and worthwhile and so that's what my day like looks like and like in between rides if I'm home I'm usually finishing up one of one or two of my books that are on face place right now I'm working on a book called growing through the storm so I'm used to finishing up a book or I'm recording something for my podcast or because I work with the youth and teens at my church, I'm like on the phone just about their problems, getting them through their, their own struggles or picking them up from school or doing something with them because I do love our teens at our church. That's good. So you have like a busy day, like a full day. Yes. And, like, and a lot of people, it's funny because a lot of people always ask me, Okay, so how did you get that boldness to leave your corporate job? Like, did you receive a confirmation or a sign? Like, how did you know what this is the day that I'm leaving? What was that like? Um, it was definitely a fight and a battle because I went to school for business, so I got my degree in business, and I finally had gotten the human resources. And I was doing what I wanted to do, but I realized that it was time for me to leave when I was pulling up to work every day and I was crying because I felt unfulfilled. So I feel like my 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 true purpose is development and helping people develop themselves, talking to them about that. And when I originally pursued my my career, it was on that line of career development. But then when it got to a point where I felt like my job was give me something, I was like, okay, every day I'm driving to work, I'm crying. What what am I supposed to be doing? And then for like a month, I kept praying about it and kept praying about it. I was like, God, what am I supposed to be doing? And then I realized that what I wanted to do in corporate is what I was actually doing at my church and being so involved with. And then I was like, you know what? Why can't I just do this full time? And then I started taking advantage of some class at church. So in that class, we were being taught like how to talk to people about God, like how to start a conversation that could possibly lead to a Bible study. And in doing that, I started at first doing Uber part-time. So I started meeting people through that part-time, and then I realized what how good the money was and me, and it was more fulfilling. And I thought, like, okay, you know what, God? I'm going to do a two and a half week notice because I still was like, I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Two and a half week. Give me one more, a a half. I ain't never heard of that. A two and a half week notice. I was like, I'm not sure I should do this. And even got to the last day, the day before my last day, they were like, you sure you don't want to work? You don't want to continue working? And I was like, no, I'm sure I'm going to make tomorrow going to be the last day. Like, they didn't even want me to leave. But I was like, I have to do this. Like, I can't continue to come here knowing that this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And when I did finally leave, and I, that was like my last day at work, it's like everything started happening so quickly. At first, I was like, you know what? Step it out on faith. It's going to be slow a little bit. But then it's like everything happened so quickly. It's like 
my book, I started having more time to write towards that. And then I, I had peer review people like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. Then I had the opportunity throughout the day. Like I said, when I finally was able to look at your brain, I was like, you know, I'm going to reach out to her. So it was like everything just started happening so quickly. I had like a one-on-one session with a, a podcast coach. And I was just like, wow, God, I'm like, just because I just finally was just like, all right, step out on faith. And like, I just trusted you. And like, you're really just making everything happen. It's like, I look up and be like, wow, you know, I expected it to be okay. But I'm like, this is really good. This is kind Right. Of it's rewarding. So for anybody that's listening to this and you're extremely miserable with your job, and this is a tricky topic to discuss because there are some people who God is calling you to leave your job and there are some people who he's not. So you yeah. really have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit in situations like this, but if you've received confirmation from God and he's given you the okay to leave your job, there's so much more reward on the other side of your obedience. So I think that was a really, really good point that you made. And another question that I have for you is, it sounded like you started your ministry while you were still working the corporate job, correct? Yep. So when did you know it was time to start? Like, how did God reveal it to you that now is when you need to start your ministry? Now is when you need to start your podcast. Like, how did you know? Um, I want to say it was in June. partner, he will always. Wait, like, I think you're, you kind of cut out. You said it was in June. Yeah, it was in June. Um, my best friend, who I call my accountability partner, mm-hmm. he's actually in school to become a preacher. And one day I was talking to him and we were like, going over devotionals and things. And he was like, Sequoia, why don't you share this with other people? And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you, you like, since I met you, you know, you helped me grow. Like, I helped you grow. He was like, but I really feel like you got to You should pursue this. And I was like... Um, you're ambitious, but okay, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah then, no. <laughs> so, what made me start pursuing it is one day, and I want to say, like, it literally was really random. On a Friday night, I was doing a devotional at my bed on you do you version app about purpose and alignment and surrendering all. Oh, and I was like, you know what, God? I do need to. I need to step out on faith. So that next morning, I downloaded the app, the podcast app. I recorded my first episode. I took a picture, posted it, and then everyone like responded well to it. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're so happy you're finally doing this. Keep going. And then the my first, my second and third episode, I actually did it with my best friend, and they they were on finding your purpose and like your first your first step of finding your purpose is your relationship with God and then the second one was just having an accountability partner because I feel like I was able to step out on faith not because of my own faith and my own relationship with God but I had someone else who I knew had godly insight and had a strong relationship with God too telling me and encouraging me too so that's why it was kind of like one day I was like you know what you can't do this way and then I did now that's a word in itself the community that you have, the godly community and having somebody that you know their faith built. So when they give you sound advice, it doesn't make you question what they're saying because you understand their relationship with God. And I think that's very important because I feel like in our generation, you know, we're, we're doing a lot. We're starting businesses. We're leaving our jobs. We're doing a lot, but we also go to our friends a lot. 
And if our friends aren't seeking God or aren't submitting themselves to God and being obedient to God in their own individual life, how can you really help me get closer to him? How can you really hold me accountable if you're not even doing your part? So you knew your friend's fruit and you were able to trust what he said. And then God rewarded that with your podcast being successful and your ministry being successful. Right. That's absolutely right. And it's, it's like, like you said, like, you have to know your friends for, like, you can't have that friend that quit every job they get. That's not the friend you listen to when they say, hello, step out on faith. Hello. And walk away from your job. You're like, you know, you step out on faith for a lot. And walk away. Uh, you step out on faith for a lot. Like, you have to really know. I tell people all the time, I don't know. Like, I feel like God is telling me this. I just go all the time. Like, make sure you're, you're listening to God talk to you and not you talk to you. Because sometimes, even I make the mistake of talking to myself and saying, oh, that was God. And then it happens, and I'm like, okay, that was God. But it's like, people, you have to, you have people around you that are constantly building you up too. It's like you get that confirmation through God's word, through your own spirit, um, conviction through the Holy Spirit, and then through confirmation through other people. So that's why, like I said, it was easy for me to step out on faith and just go ahead and record that first episode. So when you recorded the first episode, were you nervous or did you have some fear about how people would receive it? <laughs> I was absolutely terrified. <laughs> I was like, people, because like, I'm always like, I was in college, I was going like the life of the party, oh, it's so much fun, and yada, yada. So when I started recording, I started to pursue my, my faith full time, and I started thinking, you know what, I am a Christian. I, I am going to stop doing what I used to do. I am going to stop all my sins, like, or do my best to stop sin, and, like, tr truly follow after God. So I felt, on recording, I was real nervous because my people are going to judge me. They're going to listen to this podcast and be like, there's no way that this girl is now telling me to stop drinking, or there's no way this girl is now the one, like, preaching about how she's living a life of celibacy. There's no way. So I was... I was very nervous. I was like, no one's going to receive this well. They're all going to be like, this is a joke. And I think that's what kept me from doing it for so long. Because like I said, I felt like I was going to do it when I was 21. And I didn't start it since I was 24, 25. So I felt like the judgment of others made mm -hmm. it terrifying. But like then when I did post it, people were like, you know what? We're proud of you. We're glad that you see your change. We see your growth. And I was like, wow. Okay. Okay, and it's still some people who treat me like Kanye, and they, they're not trying to forgive me and be like, oh, no, you can't do that now, because you did this and that back then, but I'm still pursuing it, and I'm still like, you know what, God is in my heart. And the thing about that is, first I wanted to say that, we with that, we realize that usually it's ourself holding ourselves back. We feel like, mm -hmm. oh, um, you know, I have fear, or I'm worried about how people are going to receive this. But then when you actually do it, you see that nobody was thinking about that. And even the people right. that were thinking about it, you realize that those people couldn't stop your blessings. Like whatever it is that God has for you, God was still moving on your behalf and opening doors for you, regardless of their opinion, regardless of the people who said they're treating you like Kanye or who are just doing it unknowingly because they don't know what they're doing like it's like you're judging me for being imperfect but you're imperfect as well so even those right. people who still look down on you or feel a certain way towards you they're still not stopping all that god is doing in your life so when we think about fear and letting fear hold us back because of what people may think fear or people has nothing to do with the blessings that god wants to release 
absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's like, I mean, I think, like, like I said, it's, I feel like so many times where, like, our fear will keep us and it'll keep us halted. And I tell people all the time, like, fear is normal, but to, like, stay in fear and allow fear to not allow you to move, that's not normal. Right. So, like, it's okay to be scared, but don't let being scared stop you from moving forward. Like, push your faith. Push it's okay it. to doubt. It's okay to see, like, and should I be doing this? But let your faith keep you moving. And that's like the whole thing of hustling and flowing. Like, let that flow. Like, if you keep your faith strong, it's going to let everything flow and keep you hustling toward what you're supposed to be hustling toward. Exactly. So what sets your ministry apart from others? Um, That's a great question. I would say... The thing that sets my ministry apart from others... It's just, I look at it from, I look at it from a directly of, like, the plights of, like, a post-millennial and millennials. Like, things that people who are the now teenagers and, like, people up to, like, 35 are facing. So, I look at it from the realities of what's going on in our lives. And I also look at it, like, from a strong, like, biblical sense. Like, a very, what does the Bible say about it? Because I feel like sometimes, like... I just I just look at it from that way. I want to say like I'm very biblical when it comes to it. Like every problem, every situation, I'm like, okay, what does the Bible say about that? Like, how can we how can we make sure that the way we hustling, the way we allowing our faith to move, but how can we make sure that that's exactly what the Bible says? So that's what I want to say. It's like mine's geared directly toward people our age and older and a little bit younger, and like dealing with the plights of our current circumstances. That's good, especially in our time, because so many people are influencers or so many people are speakers and it could be a blurry line between faith based or women empowerment. And I say that because when it comes to women empowerment, you know, that's when you have the five ways to be a boss and all these other tips that women would give you that may or may not align with the word. So if your ministry is bringing straight word, it's no confusion there. It's no blurred line there. Like this is what the word says. This is what it is. I'm not mixing up my opinions within God's word. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I couldn't have said that better. I think that's really, really, exactly. really good. So what's one word of advice or two or three? How many ever words of advice that you would like to leave with the listeners? Um, I'm going to leave just with one word of advice. And like I said at the beginning, James 2.26, secure your bag and keep your faith. Yeah, I got that's that. My, my advice. Short secure and sweet and, and straight to the faith. Secure your bag and keep your faith. Push past your fear. Like, she dropped gems, y'all. So I hope y'all was taking notes. Secure your bag and keep your faith. Finally, Sequoia, can you please tell them where they can contact and connect with you? Okay, I can be found on Instagram at the virtuous lady. That's T H three virtuous lady i can be found on twitter at the virtuous lady that's ph3 virtuous lady and you can find me on apple podcast spotify anchor google podcast at hustle flow and faith or you can type in my name sequoia lady stokes because a lot of people call me lady so what about like your email and also let them know what area you're in Okay, you can if you contact me for email, my business email is the virtuous lady 
3130 at gmail.com. And I am based in the Chicagoland area. I live out in the west side of Chicago. I attend church at the West Suburban Church of Christ at 5141 St. Charles Road in Berkeley, Illinois. Please come join us if you live in Chicago. I would love to meet you. Email me or contact me on Instagram if you need a ride to church. I will pick you up. But I'm looking forward to interacting with y'all and meeting so many different people. Now, I got a personal question for you because you from Florida like me. So how did you end up in Chicago? Like what? Different time zone. Like how? I want literally, I want to say God. I, it was like a spur of the moment thing. Like I was going through my own storm, my own wilderness, and I was in Florida for a minute. And then one day I was like, you know, maybe I just need to change my environment. Because I felt like I was comfortable. I was comfortable with Tallahassee. I was comfortable with Fort Lauderdale. And I was like, okay, maybe just need to change the environment. And my sister lived in Chicago. And I called her. I was like, hey, look, I'm going through it. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I'm going through the post-grad blues. Can I come stay with you till I get myself together? And she was like, sure. So I moved up here. And at first, I felt like, you know what? You should have done this. But being, seeing how everything has happened in my life, the people I've met, the relationships I gained, and like being able to now be in a position where I am pursuing my big, my my ministry, my purpose so full time with the complete support of my older sister. I feel like this was God's plan all along. So I came here because I was in the middle of the storm and needed help, and God worked it out, and it's been a blessing. So that's how I ended up in Chicago. It's great, y'all. If y'all can get out of Florida, get out of Florida. It's Hello, tell them today. again. Tell them it's again. The world to see. Chicago is great. It's not not all what they depict on the news. Like people are not getting shot every day. Ah. Sometimes a little bit, but like perfect Chicago. It's Chicago is nice. Y'all should come visit. All right, y'all heard that. Pray for Chicago. Go visit in Chicago. And I think that's beautiful. What you said, it made me think of, um, it's a meme going around right now that's very popular. And it was from Steve Harvey. And he said, if you're going through hell, why would you stop in hell? Like, why would you stay there? Keep going. And I feel like with you saying you were going through a storm, you going to Chicago was your keep going. Like, I'm not just going to sit here and go through this. Like, I'm going to figure something out. I'm going to make something shake. So anybody that's listening to this and if you're going through something, keep going. Like, don't just stay where you are, whether that means you have to relocate to somewhere else. If you have family, like, don't just go live on the streets, y'all. But if you have family to support you and you can relocate, don't be scared to move out of your comfort zone because God will meet you. He will meet you where you meet him. Yes. All right, y'all. It's a word. So I'm about to pray us out. Father God, first and foremost, I want to thank you for blessing us with another day. I want to thank you for sending Sequoia to me, Father God, for allowing me to have her on your podcast, Father God. I thank you for making me the steward of your podcast, Father God. I pray that Sequoia Words plants a seed in every person that's listening to this podcast. I pray that they turn this podcast off and they feel better than they felt when they had it on, Father God. I pray over Sequoia's ministry, Father God. I pray that you continue to make room for her and continue to open doors for her, Father God. I pray that you give her 
a new level of boldness and a new level of strength to strive after the things that you've set out for her, Father God, the steps that you have ordered for her, Father God. Ministry isn't easy at all, Father God, but you have made her for this. You've called her to this and you will equip her for everything that she needs. So I thank you for having another sister in Christ. I thank you for all of the souls that she will reach and meet in Chicago, Father God. And I just pray that you give her the, the desires of her heart as long as they align with your will. I thank you for her and I thank you for every person listening to this. I pray that we all have a blessed week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being on the Christian Bay podcast. I appreciate it so much. And like thank I said, you for inviting me. You're welcome. And like I said, I pray that God gives you all of the all of the desires of your heart for your life and your ministry. And have a good day. Bye, y'all. I'll talk to y'all later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.